Life Audio. You are listening to the Hope for Women with Father Wounds podcast, episode 31, Exchanging Father Wounds for God's Love with Lynn Cow, part two. I'm your host, Kia Stevens. This podcast is for women who have experienced pain in their father-daughter relationship as a result of divorce, abandonment, abuse, incarceration, addiction, or a physically present but emotionally absent father. The aim of this podcast is to help you exchange your father wounds for the love of God the Father. If you are benefiting from this podcast and think it might help another woman, I encourage you to share it with a friend, rate, comment, and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now let's dive in. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. So you begin to see God as father does recognizing what you missed from your biological father does the seeing what God provides. Did that cast a shadow on what you experienced from your biological father? You mean like once I began to see God as a father, did I view my father even more negatively? Is that kind oh, of different? Yeah, differently. Did you did you um, see it differently? I think that actually, I think that, that God was very kind to me in that I began to have a lot of sympathy for my dad. Mm -hmm. So my dad's dad died when he was five. Mm -hmm. And as I mentioned, they were poor, they lived on a farm. And so from the time his father passed away, when he was a very young child, you know, he began working very hard. And so I think I began to see that a good reason that why father wasn't able to father me as, as he probably would have wanted to was he had no model of a father. He didn't even have a negative model. You know, he had zero model whatsoever. And so I just, I think that the Lord, you know, yeah, the, the only word that comes to me is sympathy is that mm-hmm. I felt, I felt sympathy for my dad, not having a father at all. And when my dad didn't come to know Christ in a personal way until he was like 40. So he also didn't experience God as his father, you know, until he came to know Christ when he was 40 and he died when he was 67. So Mm -hmm. that, you know, time period of his life was very abbreviated. Sure. And I think it's important if you're listening and, and maybe evaluating the type of father that you had is kind of a struggle or you feel like if you do that, that's an out. I just want to say it's okay. But 
I also want to add that it is impactful in terms of your perspective and, and understanding why you experienced the type of father you did when you are able to investigate how he was fathered. Was he fathered? Was he abused? Was he ignored? You know, all these different things, even as you were talking about your dad, um, I was kind of thinking about, I was thinking about temperaments, you know, is the father how, or, or even the love language is a father an introvert? Is a father an extrovert? How do they show love? Do they show love by giving gifts or words of affirmation or physical touch or, you know, provision, provision, which would probably, I don't know if that would be gifts, but I mean, that might have been his way of saying, I love you because I'm working two jobs. So when we're able to do that, it's not always easy to, but when we are able to, it's, it's helpful to give us a new perspective. Sure. Yeah. So how did your father's emotional absence impact your development in terms of your relationship with men or your confidence or did it? Well, I think one of the things that I saw highly valued in my family was responsibility. So, you know, the fact, and again, I'm sure that came from the fact that my dad's dad died when he was five. So provision, you know, taking care of people, meeting bills was something that was high on his list. Probably something he feared, you know, was leaving his own children, so many children, you know, without provision. So responsibility was something very, very valued in my home. And um, and you got a lot of praise for responsibility. You know, when you did a job and you got the job done right, you got attention. Um, when you didn't, you also got a different kind of attention. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I what I I've only come to recently recognize is that I in my own life have an overdeveloped sense of responsibility. And so as an adult, I have felt not only responsible for me, myself and I, but also responsible for my kids and how they quote unquote turn out or, you know, how my husband is happy or not happy or, you know, the happiness of my mom. And like, it it just infiltrates every single aspect of my life, whatever ministry I'm involved in. I have a way overdeveloped sense of responsibility that God has been healing me and undoing in me. But I found that then as I became a woman, I was attracted to a man that also has an overdeveloped sense of responsibility. So that's one aspect I've seen. My father showed zero emotion. So not only did he not show sad, happy, he was rarely mad. He was just you know, I think he was just numb is what I think he was. And so I can be a bit like him. I kind of have to sometimes project, you know, I feeling happy or getting excited. It's like, it's okay to, to be that way. I don't cry a lot. And I, sometimes I, I think, you know, a good cry would be good for you. Just go, go let out <laughs> a good cry. But that's not my, that's not my go-to. Yeah spiritually, as I said, my father got, became to know Christ in a personal way later in life. And, but before that, when we were Catholic and and even after um, we started practicing a different kind of church relationship, going to church was extremely important. So if the doors were open, we were there. 
so spiritually also to me, that also is kind of like a responsibility thing. It's a doing thing, right? Like you go to church, that's what you do. Instead of seeing more of the personal aspect of a relationship with Christ. And so, you know, from that standpoint, I I do see a lot of my dad in me and that I'm very doing oriented. You know, if you do the Enneagram, I'm a, I'm a, a three an achiever, you know, I'm a getter done kind of gal. And, and the Lord has, has been really working on that aspect in my life in the last few years of being less doing and more being. Mm-hmm. I want to ask you, how did you make peace with what you didn't receive from your dad? I think it goes back to the, the more I discover and understand God as my father, and the more I study his attributes, I really have enjoyed and benefited from doing Bible studies on the names of God and understanding who he is and how that aspect of a father comes out in, in all the ways. So like this year, I'm really focusing on El Shaddai, that he is God almighty. And that, that is an aspect of a father because we think of God or of fathers as being like the covering the mighty one in the family. Well, God is that he is, he's that in my life now. And so the more I focus on who he is, I think that that healing of my father's humanity I mean, my, my dad was a human and that I can, I can have grace for that. I can have sympathy for that. I can be thankful that he is now with his perfect father. Mm -hmm. Sure. That's beautiful, Lynn, of, of how God, that the closer we get to God, the more he transforms us and he heals our hearts. He binds up our wounds. He is the healing balm for every place that is uh, broken and wounded on the inside of us. As we kind of wind down, I would love it if you would just speak to that woman that is hurting, that has yet to ever hear her father say, I love you, or I cherish you, or I value you. That woman who is maybe feeling at such a loss and maybe has been unable to embrace the love of the father, what would you say to her? You know, first, it's not you. It is not you. Your your father not giving you what you need, not loving you the way that your heart needs. It's not you. He, you know, like in, in this situation with my dad, my dad needed fathering. My dad needed um, love, unconditional love. And he was unable to give what he didn't have. And so that wasn't about me. That was about my dad. And the same is true for you. It's not about you. It's about him. And also that we are absolutely over the top, loved and cherished by our father. And the more time we can soak our hearts in that love, and especially understanding that there is absolutely nothing we can ever do, ever, ever, ever do to make him love us less. And nor is there anything that we can ever do to make him love us more. We already have all of it. It's it's a matter of us putting out our hands and receiving it like every day. I think of father's love as being food to drink and water 
water to drink and food to eat. It, it's not something where he gives me this one time deposit and then he's like, okay, I love you. If things change, I'll let you know. It's not like that. It's I need this deposit every single day. And, and I'm guessing that you're like me too, in that you need to have that affirmation and love from him every single day. That's so beautiful, Lynn. And I was thinking just to myself about this whole idea of of what we fixate on. And we can, I know I can fixate on lack, 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 and have this kind of closed fisted mentality. But when we fixate on what we have in God, we do see the abundance that he talks about in John 10, 10. It says, you know, the, the thief comes to still kill and destroy what I have come that you might have life and have it to the full. We can see that what we get in God as our heavenly father is far greater than what we lack and what we missed. If we are able to begin to fixate on it, which is uh, what you referenced so often during this interview is to, you know, pursue God, learn about God, study God, study his name, study his attributes. And then we will begin to see And the glass is not half empty, it's half full. So I hope that this has been an encouragement to you. Lynn, thank you so much for sharing your tender story. And is there anything else that we didn't cover that you wanted to say? Well, you know, you mentioned, Kia, at the beginning of the podcast that my most recent book I've written is called Loved and Cherished, 100 Mm -hmm. Devotions for Girls. And that's part of why I wrote Loved and Cherished was for research shows us that between the ages of eight and 12 is the most foundational time period in a girl's life to attach to her father. And so that's who this book is written to. It's a hundred devotions to help girls know that they are absolutely unconditionally loved and cherished by father God and to help, to help fill that love gap early you know, instead of waiting like some of the rest of us. So we were, you know, in our 20s to realize that that God could fill that space in our heart, but to begin filling that space in the in the lives of young girls. That's wonderful. Lynn, if some of our listeners want to connect with you on social or on your website and, and check out your books, where can they find out more about you? So my website is Lynn Cowell, C-O-W-E-L-L.com. And I have some great free resources on there, especially, again, ones to help fill your heart with the love of God. And I mostly hang out on Instagram. Awesome. Well, this has been an another awesome interview with Lynn Cow. I pray that you have been blessed and tune in to our next podcast. Take care. Bye-bye. You have been listening to the Hope for Women with Father Wounds podcast, episode 31. Exchanging Father Wounds for God's Love with Lynn Cow, Part 2. I hope this episode has been an encouragement to you. And I want you to know whether your dad is deceased, absent, divorced, unavailable, incarcerated, or you don't know who he is, sis, there is hope for you. Hope to be healed. Hope to be secure. Hope to be free. Completely free. Hope to be satisfied with the love of God. Yes, there is hope 
for women with father wounds. This was episode 31 of the Hope for Women with Father Wounds podcast, and I am your host, Kia Stevens. If you are benefiting from this podcast and you think it might help another woman, I encourage you to share it with a friend. Rate, comment, and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Be sure and check out the links associated with this podcast so you can access several free resources for you. Also, I'm excited to announce that I will be publishing my first book for Women with Father Wounds on March 7th, 2023. So be sure and subscribe to my blog at www.kiastevens.com so you won't miss any updates. Thanks so much for listening to this episode, and I hope that you will join me for Season 3, Episode 32, Unpacking Our Father Wound. Hope for Women with Father Wounds is a production of Life Audio and Salem Media. If you liked what you heard today, please take a second to rate and review this podcast in your favorite podcast app so that more listeners like you can find the show. For more faith-filled, inspirational podcasts, visit us at lifeaudio.com. I'm Don Hawkins, and I once heard Chick-fil-A founder Truett Cathy say, you can tell if a person needs encouragement, check to see if they're breathing. I'd like to invite you to my weekly podcast, Encouragement for You, featuring encouraging guests like Dr. Greg and Aaron Smalley, Dan Cathy, the late Dr. Frank Menrith, Josh McDowell, and more. To subscribe to my weekly Encouragement for You podcast, go to lifeaudio.com. That's lifeaudio.com.